Spring into reading this season with the Biblio Lifestyle 2024 Spring Reading Guide. In this season's guide, I've handpicked 21 of the best new books and I've organized them across six categories. So whether you're looking for a romance novel that will give you a happily ever after, a thrilling mystery to keep you guessing, or an immersive historical fiction book, this guide has a book or three or seven just for you. Now, if 21 books sounds like too much for you, there's a minimalist reads list in the guide, which includes a list of six must-read books from across genres. But wait, that's not all. The spring reading guide also includes fun recipes, spring activities and lifestyle tips. So head on over to springreadingguide.com and download your copy of the guide. That's springreadingguide.com and download your free copy of the 2024 spring reading guide. So download your free copy and discover your next favourite book. Happy reading! Victoria from Biblio Lifestyle, and you're listening to the Reader's Couch podcast, the show that will help you bridge the gap between living a full and busy life to one where you're reading, learning new things, and having fun. In today's episode, I'm so excited to chat with author Sarah Fox to talk about her cozy mystery novel, Baking Spirits Bright. Baking Spirits Bright is set in the wintry town of Larch Haven, Vermont, and in the novel we meet budding chocolatier Becca Ransom, who finds herself juggling her chocolate shop and a holiday baking competition. And when one of the participants from the competition is found dead, Becca finds herself in the middle of an investigation, and she must unravel the truth before she becomes the next target. Readers, I've really enjoyed this book, and it's a fun and sweet cozy mystery that gives you all the holiday and wintry season vibes. So in this episode, Sarah and I talk more about her new book. We talk about all things holidays and traditions, and we even played a fun game about what holiday sweet treats we would rather bake. But before we get into the episode, please leave the podcast a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening to the show. Write me a review if you love the show and share an episode or two with your bookish friends. It really helps the show and it helps keep me and the podcast going. So thanks in advance. And now onto the episode with author Sarah Fox. Hi readers, welcome again to The Reader's Couch. I'm your host, Victoria Wood, and today I'm so excited to welcome on the couch Sarah Fox to talk about her new book, Baking Spirits Bright. Hi Sarah, welcome to The Reader's Couch. Hi, thank you for having me on the show. Yay, I am so excited to have you on. Can't wait to talk about Baking Spirits Bright. But now that your book is out here, I want to know how you're feeling. I always want to know how authors are feeling. How are you feeling? How excited are you? Just give me all the details. 
I'm super excited. I was really looking forward to the release of this book. Um, I love holiday cozy mysteries. So getting to write one was so much fun for me. And I was just really excited to share it with readers and hoping that they enjoy reading it as much as I enjoyed writing it. Well, I loved reading it. And I really hope readers will give this one a try, especially during the holidays. But before we really get into the book, uh, tell us about Baking Spirits Bright. Uh, What's your elevator pitch? What can readers expect when they pick up a copy? Well, it's about Rebecca Ransom, who's an actress turned chocolatier. She was in Hollywood living her dream there, but she wanted to move home to Larchhaven, Vermont, which is known as the Venice of North America because it has canals instead of roads, uh, timber frame buildings, cute cottages. And now she works as a chocolatier in her family's chocolate shop. Um, In this particular book, she takes part in a baking competition. And one of the other contestants ends up getting murdered with Becca's chocolate chipper. So then she gets uh, tangled up in the murder investigation. And she's usually helped out by her best friend, Dizzy. And her other lifelong friend, Sawyer, is now a local police officer. Um, I hope that people really enjoy just all the holiday vibes and the coziness. That's what I really tried to pack in there. So I hope that it just gives them the holiday and winter cozy feel. Absolutely. I really think this is one you can read well past the holidays. But yes, it definitely gives you all those vibes. Now, I know for readers, the first thing they'll look and, you know, they'll look around, they'll notice and they'll say, can this book be read as a standalone? Because this is book two in The True Confections Mystery. Now, I think it can, but I'd love for them to hear it straight from you. Yes, um, you can for sure. The mystery plot is a standalone plot. though. Thing that you'd be missing by not reading the first one is some of the character backstory and the relationships. But for sure, you can read this one and still understand what's going on. Absolutely. But on the note of book one in the series, Six Sweets Under, which I absolutely adored. And you're right. That was when we were first introduced to Becca. Tell us about Six Sweets Under and for readers who aren't familiar, what they can expect. Yeah, so in this book, uh, Becca's been home in Vermont for a few months now, and it's the summertime, and Larch Haven always has um, annual gondola races. So that's what the town's gearing up for at the beginning of the book. And there's a town curmudgeon, Archie Smith, who just wants to uh, destroy everything. He doesn't want tourists in the town. He thinks they're like the bane of his existence. So he's causing trouble. And he also has a big argument with Rebecca's grandfather, who she calls Pops. And then Archie's found dead and Pops is a suspect. So that's what really gets Becca involved in the investigation, trying to clear her grandfather's name. Yes, yes, absolutely. So tell us about the True Confections mystery series. Again, you have books one and two so far. What inspired you to write this sugary sweet series? Well, it actually started out with the setting, um, which isn't always the case for me, but it started out with the setting for me this time. And I saw uh, Geet Horn in the Netherlands featured on television. And that's a town that has all these canals and cute cottages and people get around by boat. And I thought that was just the coziest setting and it would be perfect for a cozy mystery series. So then I was talking with my agent and she's actually the one who suggested having a chocolate shop in this town. And I'm a chocoholic, so I was on board with that right away. So then it just grew from there. 
I love hearing that. Uh, sometimes it's setting, it's an idea, it's a character. So I love knowing where the early idea begins. Now, this book is set. First off, we see Becca taking over the family's chocolate shop, but she also ends up in this competition, which she's really excited about. She made it to the finals and she's really shocked a murder happened in the small community. And obviously that's the mystery. But I was intrigued by baking and competition and chocolate. So I want us to play a little game and I'm going to call this one, what holiday treats would you, would you rather bake? I'll give you two options and you'll just let me know which treat sounds more up your alley. And for extra points, tell me what you think Becca would try her hand at, even though I know it's mostly chocolate for her. How does that sound? That sounds great. Okay, so some holiday treats I have on my list. The first one is a Mississippi mud pie, which is very dark chocolate, or a white chocolate croissant bread pudding. What would you rather make? But also, what would Becca be open-minded towards? I think we would both go for the Mississippi mud pie. Um, I prefer dark chocolate to white, and mud pie sounds incredibly delicious, even if it has the name mud in it. Yes, yes, I can agree with you more. I say Mississippi mud pie too. Are we going for pumpkin bars or an ice cream sandwich cake? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I probably go for pumpkin bars because I love pumpkin. Mm -hmm. um, Becca, hmm, I think she would go for the pumpkin if it was the winter time. So if this is the holidays, pumpkin. Pumpkin. Yes, absolutely. The holidays. Now, are we doing a German chocolate cake or a buttermilk pie? Oh, um, German chocolate cake for me. A buttermilk pie. I think maybe Becca would try that just for something a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Peppermint cheesecake or Christmas cranberry cake? Mm. Peppermint cheesecake for me and probably for Becca too. I love a peppermint cheesecake. So that's three for us uh, <laughs> on that one. Okay. We have a raspberry layer cake or a chocolate trifle. Oh, well, I love trifle and chocolate trifle sounds great. Actually, we always have trifle at the holidays in my family, not a chocolate one, but um, chocolate trifle sounds delicious. And I think, you know, Becca and I are pretty similar in our love for chocolate. So I think she'd go for that one too. Yay, yay, love it. How about a gingerbread spiced cinnamon roll or panna cotta? Oh, um, gingerbread spiced cinnamon roll for me. Um, hmm, that's a tough one for Becca. I think she'd be interested in both. Um, maybe the gingerbread though for the holidays. Yeah, I love gingerbread for the holidays too. And our last one, would you or Becca go for an eclair cake or cheesecake brownies? Oh, I like the sound of cheesecake brownies. <laughs> um, <laughs> Becca, I think she would like both, but maybe she would go for the eclairs just for the fun of baking eclairs. Yeah, yeah. I love both. That one was really tough. I was here <laughs> thinking, ooh, what would I choose? I love a good eclair, um, but I think maybe I'll do a brownie. But thank you, Sarah, so much for playing this little fun game. <laughs> I know the holidays are here. Readers are getting ready, both gifting, uh, but also planning for things to do with their families. Tell me, uh, tell me about some childhood traditions that you remember, but also some traditions that you yourself maybe started or that you practice today. Yeah, um, one of my favorite ones would be the baking. 
uh, we have recipes that we've always used every year in my family. Uh, my favorite one being a gingerbread recipe that came from my grandmother. Uh, so that's like the one thing I have to have every holidays. Like it wouldn't be the holidays without gingerbread for me. So I love doing that. Um, I love going to the Christmas tree farm to pick it, pick out a tree. Um, I can't actually have a live tree in my house anymore because I have terrible allergies, unfortunately. But sometimes I'll still get one and put it out on the porch. Um, I love lights and decorations. Um, have I started one myself? I'm not sure. But um, when I moved away from Vancouver to where I am now, there's a outdoor theater company and they do an outdoor show every Christmas season where you go from scene to scene uh, riding in a horse-drawn sleigh. So that was something that I started doing once I moved up here, um, was going to the winter show each year. And that's a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds absolutely fun. So yeah, really exciting. Um, are there any movies that you watch on repeat, maybe childhood favorite movies or just movies you love watching? Yeah, I love all the ones from my childhood, like the how the Grinch stole Christmas, um, the Muppet Christmas Carol, uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, all those ones I watched as a kid, I still enjoy. Um, movies, I love some of the old ones like Christmas in Connecticut. Um, one that I grew up watching, uh, I think it's called One Magic Christmas. Um, yeah, I just I love to watch the ones I've seen, you know, a hundred times already. Are there any holiday themed books, one from your childhood that you can remember or anything you've read recently that you enjoyed? I'm not sure about my childhood, um, but definitely these days I love the Christmas Tree Farm Mysteries by Jacqueline Frost. And so there's usually one out every year and that's like my my definite holiday read each year. And sometimes I'll go back and read the previous ones too before reading the new ones. So I love doing that. It's just the perfect uh, holiday cozy reading. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now we know that Baking Spirits Bright is a part of a series. Book one is Six Sweets Sonda. Book two, Baking Spirits Bright. When can we expect book three in the True Confections Mysteries? Can you give us any teasers, anything to look forward to? Yeah, I actually, I'm just finishing up the first draft of number three, and that's called Boulevard of Broken Creams. And I'm hoping it'll be out in the second half of 2024, but I don't have a, an exact date yet. But in this one, um, there's a movie being filmed in Larchhaven, and Becca is sort of dipping her toe back into her acting life. She has a supporting role in the movie, and her former co-star from the popular TV show she was on, Cooper Greystone, has come to town. He's one of the stars of the movie. And so there's a whole lot of excitement in town about uh, the movie being filmed, and then uh, one of the crew members ends up dead. And Cooper's a suspect, and so he's a close friend of Becca, so she wants to help him clear his name, and then she gets tangled up in another murder investigation. <laughs> and that we love. We love another murder investigation. So this isn't your first uh, mystery series. You've written books before. If you could look back, what would you tell your younger writing self, if anything? I think I would say, believe that you can do it, because I think that was the key to um, becoming a published author. And it took me quite a while to, I think, truly believe that I could do it. And once I did, things really started to happen for me. Oh, I love hearing that. Yes, yeah, sometimes we really don't have that extra belief in ourselves. 
So on here, we love knowing what our authors are reading. So share with our listeners the last book or books that you finished reading that you'd now recommend. Yeah, I had a lot of fun in October reading Haunting the Deep by Adriana Mather. And she's uh, that's actually a sequel to How to Hang a Witch, which I read earlier in the year. And I just really enjoyed those books. They've got the creepy feel that I want for October reading. Um, they're set in Salem, Massachusetts. So it, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Ooh, now I want to read it because I just visited Salem for the first oh, really? time last month. Oh, yeah. I really want to go. Oh, so good. And um, I did a stop at the House of the Seven Gables. Right. So that was really nice. It was just, it was beautiful. I didn't realize it was just right there on the water. They had a beautiful garden. And our our tour guide was just so, again, you know, like most tour guides, uh, they know a lot of the history and was just incredibly informed. It was an informative tour. Um, I always say to folks, if you don't want to get the full ticket now, because I was just going on and on about it, I think at least just to walk around the grounds, it's so worth it. It really, really is beautiful. Hmm. I had uh, ancestors who were there a long time ago, so I'd really love to go and have a look around. Oh, yeah, you should. And they do have... um, that's actually a good place to start the house of the seven gables because they have a historical society, um, that they recommend, you know, so you can go back and just, you know, see the different families that were there in the area. So, uh, definitely Mark house of seven gables. They're just, yeah. the, the people there are just great. So, um, yeah, that was interesting. No, thank you. So getting back to your reading, what would you say are your go-to genres that you just always, you know, pick up every so often? It's kind of your go-to. Definitely cozy mysteries, probably not surprising since that's what I I write, but uh, I love to read them as well. And uh, I'll read other genres, but I always feel like I have to come back to cozies after two or three books in another genre. I also love thrillers. Um, I read a bit of historical fiction, um, but definitely I always come back to cozy mysteries. I love that. What would you say was your favorite childhood book that you can remember? Um, There was one particular book that I read so many times, and it was called Charlie, um, but I can't remember the author's name. Um, It was also, in some countries, was also known as The Girl Who Ran Away. It's about this girl who runs away for the summer and has all these adventures. and I also really liked reading Enid Blyton books, um, mm-hmm. Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys, and a series called The Jenny McGrady Mysteries. Those really got me into mysteries. Yay. Same here. Same here. I love those. And what books are you looking forward to reading in the year ahead? I've got a couple by Megan Miranda on my to-be-read pile that I'm really looking forward to. She's one of my favorite authors. Um, Rum and Choke, which is the next book for me in the Sherry Harris's um Chloe Jackson, Sea Glass, Sea Glass Saloon Mysteries, mm-hmm. and also just more of the Tourist Trap Mysteries by Lynn Cahoon. That's a series I really like going back to. Oh, I love that. So on the show, we have listeners who are avid readers who sometimes fall into a reading slump. But we also have folks on the show who are trying to get back into reading. They probably struggle to find the time to read. So I'm curious, what tips would you offer to someone who, one, is in a reading slump, but also someone who's trying to incorporate reading back into their lives and find that extra time? What tips have worked for you? Um, for, for a reading slump, I like to go back to a really tried and true favorite author or genre. So for me, it would be, uh, one of my favorite cozy mystery authors because 
one I know that never disappoints me and it's just a very comforting read. Um, I would also say if it's a time thing, even if you just start with five minutes a day, um, sometimes you'll find you'll end up getting more time in than you expect. And uh, just having a few chapters a day can really get you going. Um, I would say don't focus only on what's hot and what everybody else is reading uh, based on social media, because if that doesn't appeal to you, there's so many other books out there uh, that aren't getting that much attention. And you can a good place to start is going to your library, local library, and just browsing the shelves. And that way you can try out new authors and genres without putting any money out and feeling like you have to finish something if it's not working for you. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. So on the show, we love our libraries, but we also love our indie bookstores. So share with our listeners your favorite local indie. It could be local to you, something you discovered on your travels, or just a bookstore that was incredibly supportive. Uh, Share some indie love. Yeah, I haven't been to Portland, Oregon for years, but I always love going to Powell's Books there. Uh, That was always a highlight. And a little closer to home, but still a little ways away. I really love uh, Monroe Books in Victoria. Uh, That's Victoria, British Columbia on Vancouver Island. And that's a place I always want to go whenever I'm in Victoria. Yeah, love that. Love that. Have you been on any literary pilgrimages? Like, have you gone to a famous author's house or hometown or museum or anything? I haven't yet, but uh, I always thought it would be fun to go. I know you can go to the... Murder, She Wrote House. I know that's TV, but it's mystery still. So um, I think we maybe can even stay at Jessica Fletcher's house. I'm not sure. I think it Mm -hmm. might be a bed and breakfast. So I thought that would be fun. Oh, that sounds really exciting. I like that. Okay. So getting back to Baking Spirits Bright. Again, I know you've written the book. You've done your job. Uh, Readers who I really hope will give this one a go. You can always go back to book one and we can, you know, rest easy knowing book three is also on its way. But Sarah, what are you hoping in an ideal world that readers might think or feel after turning the last page of Baking Spirits Bright? Well, I hope that they'll be wanting to read the next book. Um, but I also want them to feel like they just want to return to Larch Haven, to feel like it's a place that they would want to go in real life, you know, if there weren't so many murders. Um, and I hope that the main characters feel like friends that they want to spend time with again. Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to meeting Becca again soon. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show and speaking with me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Reader's Couch podcast. Please subscribe to the show, share it with a friend, and take a few seconds to leave a rating and review. Until next time, stay lounging, stay reading, and whenever you're in doubt, go straight to your local bookstore or library. Thanks again for listening, and happy reading. Thank you.